at. First Samuel chapter 26. We're going to read half the text right up front. That's going to help us. It's actually going to save us time in the long run. So stay with me and uh, we're going to develop a thought. I think God's helped me pull a thought that is going to bring this Old Testament text to everyday life. But you're going to have to hang with me. And I hope you're hungry for the word tonight. Verse one. And the Ziphites came unto Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doth not David hide himself in the hill of Achilah, which is before Jeshimah? Then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having 3,000 chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul pitched in the hill of Achilah, which is before Jeshimah. By the way, but David abode in the wilderness, and he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness. David therefore sent out spies and understood that Saul was come in very deed. And David arose and came to the place where Saul had pitched. And David beheld the place where Saul lay, and Abner, the son of Ner, the captain of his host. And Saul lay in the trench, and the people pitched round about him. Then answered David and said to Ahimelech the Hittite and to Abishai, the son of Zeruah, brother to Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? And Abishai said, I will go down with thee. So David and Abishai came to the people by night and behold, Saul lay sleeping within the trench and his spear stuck in the ground at his bolster. But Abner and the people lay round about him. Then said Abishai to David, God hath delivered thine enemy into thy hand this day. Now, therefore, let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear, even to the earth at once. And I will not smite him the second time. In other words, man, he is a prime target. He's vulnerable. Let me take his own spear, crush his head with it. I won't even need two tries. Verse nine. And David said to Abishai, destroy him not. For who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him or his day shall come to die or he shall descend into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch forth mine hand against the Lord's anointed. But I pray thee, take thou now the spear that is at his bolster and the cruise of water and let us go. So David took the spear and the cruise of water from Saul's bolster, and they got them away. And no man saw it, nor knew it, neither awaked, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord was fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side and stood on the top of, of an hill afar off, a great space being between them. And David cried to the people, and Abner the son of Ner, saying, Answerest thou not, Abner? Then Abner answered and said, Who art thou that criest to the king? And David said to Abner, Are not thou a valiant man? And who is like to thee in Israel? Wherefore then hast thou not kept the, thy lord the king? For there came one of the people in to destroy the king thy lord. This thing is not good that thou hast done. As the Lord liveth, ye are worthy to die, because ye have not kept your master, the Lord's anointed. And now, watch this phrase, see where the king's spear is and the cruise of water that was at his bolster. Here's the title of the message, Security in Vulnerability. Security in Vulnerability. Life has a way, does it not, of exposing our vulnerabilities. It does. I, I mean, just think about in, in some general areas of our life, like our health. In a moment, and without warning, we've experienced in our own church, we can go from what seems like relatively good health to being told we have cancer. Our health changes almost overnight. 
Or we can be physically strong and, and enjoying a life of productivity, but, but one day we can fall off a ladder or cut off a finger or trip over a parking curb and suddenly our strength, productivity are gone. Vulnerable. There are vulnerabilities in our health. In our finances, and you, you could right now have a great paying job with great benefits right now, but then get an email one day letting you know that in six months, your company's being forced to terminate your position. That happens all the time. You could have thousands of dollars in the market earning interest and setting you up for retirement, and then suddenly the stock market crashes or a gigantic recession begins. By the way, it's coming. Vulnerability. There's vulnerability in our relationships. A couple could be married happily for years. When one of the spouses slowly starts disconnecting, gives into sexual temptation, and after years of a happy marriage, severely wounds the marriage. Just like that. You could be single but pursuing marriage with someone by way of dating or even engagement when all of a sudden that, that someone that you thought you'd spend the rest of your life with unexpectedly just cuts it off. They just end it. This happens with our children. You could, you could raise your kids the right way, but that doesn't mean there's no vulnerable moments because they can turn 18 and choose to abandon everything you taught them. You could do everything within your power to keep your kids healthy, keep your kids safe. But do you know it's still possible to lose one of your kids in an accident? Or by way of bad health? Or God forbid they be abused? Our own country proves this to be true. At any given moment, the United States of America could be attacked. Just like it was on December 7th, 1941 at Pearl Harbor. Or September 11th, 2001 in New York City. And haven't we learned recently that at any given moment, our nation could have a health crisis beyond its control? I know that's a really negative way to start a sermon, but it's true. There are so many areas of our lives that are vulnerable tonight. So here's the question I want to ask you. Who or what do you trust in for those areas of vulnerability? The areas in your health that are vulnerable and in your finances and in your relationships and in your, with your children and, 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 and in our country and the current events. What or who are you trusting for security? I want to show you through this text where true security should be found when it comes to these vulnerabilities in our life. But first I'm going to have to show you where security shouldn't be found. In our text, Saul finds himself in a very vulnerable position, just like he found himself when Brother Tanner preached out of chapter 24. This time he's not going potty in a cave. He's sleeping in a trench. Did you like that, Evangeline? You thought that was funny? Oh, yeah. The text clearly shows us that he's finding his security in the wrong thing. Saul had 3,000 men sleeping or surrounding him, guarding him as he's sleeping and his captain Abner sleeping. Then he had a spear sitting right beside him to give him an added amount of security. Now, the spear is very important in this text. It'll show up over six times. I'll explain it more in a second. Saul's situation on this particular night would have been equivalent to maybe the president of the United States sleeping inside of the White House. 
He's got this secret service on watch 24-7. And imagine on top of that, he sleeps with his gun at the nightstand right beside him. I'd say that, that like the president of the United States, King Saul on this particular night when he went to bed felt pretty safe on this, just this particular situation. His sense of security was probably at an all-time high. He was probably feeling invulnerable. However, as we read, God proved to be greater than any earthly form of security that Saul clung to. Because God's form of deep sleep overpowered Saul's spear and his soldiers. That's proven by the fact that, that when he caused a deep sleep to go on the camp, David and Abishai were able to walk through all 3,000 men to get up to where King Saul was while they were having this intense conversation. They didn't wake anybody up. They were able to grab his spear right beside him, his canteen of water, and walk out without anybody waking up. Now, the fact that David grabbed Saul's spear is very important. The spear is the central emblem of the text. Six times at least it's mentioned. This is the same spear that Saul used to try and kill David in chapters 18 and 19, remember? It was the same spear that Saul was, was clinging to under the tree in Gibeah when he was uh, strategizing David's demise with his servants. This was a weapon he clung to tightly. This was something that, that had become more than just a stick with a pointy end to him. It became a sense of security to him. And here's the truth. I want you to get this. We all have spears. We all have things that we use to protect ourselves against the vulnerability of life. Things that we have or do in our life that cause us to feel invulnerable. And spears, by the way, aren't altogether bad things. Bless you. When it comes to our health, our spear is often an exercise plan. And a diet plan that we pour ourselves into to ensure we stay healthy. Because the doctor says that if we do that, we'll never have a heart attack. In our finances, we have savings accounts and 401ks and other investments that we give to so that we can feel financially secure just in case. In our marriage, we invest in this date nights and we have spears like weekend getaways so that our marriage feels secure and healthy and strong and invulnerable. We set rules and boundaries for our children to keep them safe and to keep them healthy and to keep them pure from sin. Our nation has a powerful military and intelligence network around the world in order to keep us free and safe in America. We've got medicine and machines to fight off this virus that's killed so many in the last almost two years. We've got all these spears that we cling to for security. Why? Because we like to feel in control. We like to have plan A's and plan B's and plan C's. We don't like to feel vulnerable. We like to feel prepared. We don't want to be surprised or caught off guard. We want to be ahead of life's problems. We want to prevent life's problems with our spears if we can. And to an extent, church, that's wise. P caution and, and, and precaution is not a bad thing. Exercise and dieting for our health is good, right? Savings and retirement plans for our finances are good. Romance and quality time for our marriages, good. Rules and expectation for our kids are good. Military bases and intelligent network and, and fancy weaponry for our nation. Man, that's good. There's nothing wrong with having these spears in our life. But even good spears fell us. 
because they don't keep us safe from every vulnerable moment. I hope you're listening. There's just too many areas of your life to keep up with. You don't have enough spears. You can never be completely invulnerable. How many have heard of a man by the name of Robert Atkins? Raise your hand. You heard about the Atkins diet? The theme of his diet was this healthy heart, healthy body. His diet was his spear. But all of those precautions he took with his health couldn't prevent his unlikely and untimely death when Robert Atkins stepped out onto an icy sidewalk, lost his footing, fell on his head, and died of a brain injury. Well, he never ate bread. but he didn't know how to walk. <laughs> a pastor I know had a, a church member who was a financial advisor. He promised his pastor, this is, this is a true story, not a joke at all, promised his pastor that, that if he would invest with him privately, that he would experience certain financial gain and that gain wouldn't be small. So his pastor trusted him. Didn't give him hundreds of dollars, gave him thousands and thousands of dollars. And at first, the advisor at the beginning was making a killing for his pastor. Didn't work for a well-known company. It was kind of a, a private thing. But then he started to make some bad decisions and some foolish risk. And eventually he had to tell his pastor that he had lost all his money. And there was absolutely no hope of getting any of it back. A man I know had been married in this community for over 35 years to the same woman. They had children together. Their children had children. Then one day the husband, who was well into his 60s, met a younger woman in her 30s and left a wife of her 35 years to marry this woman he had known for a few months. In my own home growing up, my, my parents poured themselves into all three of us kids. They set rules. They made boundaries. They disciplined us for breaking them. They took us to church. We didn't get a choice. They did family devotions with us at home. They lived out an authentic faith in front of us, yet that didn't keep my older brother from straying from the faith for a time. Didn't keep him from experimenting with drugs and alcohol. Didn't keep him from breaking my parents' hearts until he got right with God, and I'm thankful he got right with God. Our nation has the most funded military the most sophisticated weaponry and the best trained soldiers in the world. Yet men were still able to board our airplanes and fly into our buildings undetected in a matter of hours. Are you getting the point? There's just too many areas of vulnerability for our spears to take care of them all. I would put it this way. Spears provide security, but they make for really bad saviors. Saul had his spear right beside him on top of being surrounded by 3,000 soldiers. He must have felt invincible when he closed his eyes. He certainly wasn't feeling vulnerable, yet his spear, what made him feel safe, failed him. Listen, nothing that you do or that I do can ultimately provide the security we need in every area of our lives. We need something more reliable than a spear. Our bodies need more than exercise and a good diet. Our finances need more than a good economy and good stewardship. Our marriage needs more than regular maintenance and accountability. 
Our children need more than rules and regulation. Our nation needs more than a strong military. We need more than a spear tonight. This is where David comes in. Because after he shouts at Abner, Saul wakes up. And Saul instantly knows David's voice. And he begins to have a conversation with David. And at the end of that conversation, David tells us where true security for all of our vulnerabilities in life should be found. David began to tell Saul that he could have killed him. Saul said, I know, I know, I've sinned, I'm guilty. But then look down at verse 21. Or actually, let's go to verse 22. Watch what David said. And David answered and said, behold, the king's spear. See that? Behold the king's spear and let one of the young men come over and fetch it. I don't need it. Why, David? Because the Lord rendered every man his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord, not the spear, the Lord delivered thee into mine hand today. But I would not stretch forth mine hand against the Lord's anointed. And behold, as thy life was set by set by this day in mine eyes. So let my life be much set by in the eyes of the Lord and let him, not a spear, let him deliver me out of all tribulation. David said, you see this spear saw, look at it. Behold, it failed you. It didn't keep you safe. I'm going to give it back to you because I don't need it. I have Jehovah. I have the Lord. He's my tower. He's my refuge. He's my shield. He's my provider. He's going to keep me safe. He's going to render righteousness and faithfulness to every man. He will deliver me from my tribulations like I delivered you from death. And he's telling Saul basically this. My God is a better savior than your spear. Church, listen, having a spear is not a problem, but trusting a spear more than you trust God is a big problem. Taking cautions and precautions in our life is necessary and it's wise so long as we don't idolize those things. See, what we do for security in any area of our lives will only go so far. At some point, you have to place your complete trust in God to do what you can't. Eat right. Exercise. Somebody say amen. Eat right and exercise. It's biblical. Get regular checkups from your doctor. But don't think that you're fully protected from every vulnerability in your health because you do. Don't try and take so much control of your own health that you forget who is ultimately in control of your health. God's the great physician. And listen, his hand of health and healing in your life is much better than your spear of exercise and diet. Trust in him for security at the end of the day. In your finances, save. In your finances, invest. In your finances, think ahead. In your finances, prepare. And I should get an amen after all four of those. But don't think that your financial savvy or your business expertise protects you from financial vulnerability. At the end of the day, that could all crumble. So don't lean on your own understanding. Trust God with your money at the end of the day. Trust God with your business at the end of the day. Trust God with your investment at the end of the day. In your marriage, date your spouse. Write your spouse kind notes. 
Consider getting away once a year with your spouse. Invest into your relationship, all good spears. But don't get so comfortable with what you do in your marriage that you think your relationship is free of vulnerability. That's when the devil will get you. You're both made of flesh and bones. And until you both die, you're prone to wonder. So trust God more than you trust your spouse. Rely on God more than you rely on the tips you read in a marriage book. Because ultimately, God is the savior of your marriage, not your spear. Parents, raise your kids right. I said, raise your kids right. Set a high bar. Make clear rules. Establish strict boundaries. Administer consistent and loving discipline. Teach them how to work. Love them and and lead them well. But don't trick yourself, parents, into thinking that what you do scares the devil away. Your kids will always be vulnerable to sinful and destructive choices. So while you're parenting biblically, pray fervently and trust completely in the God that will save and keep your kids better than your rules or your your, your regulations ever could. Here's what I'm trying to say. Our lives are vulnerable in so many ways that only God can be trusted with the security of them all. You can obsess and obsess about keeping your life so safe and so comfortable and so invulnerable that you stop having faith in the only one who can truly keep you safe and secure. I sent my wife a text message before choir practice with an addition I added to my message. I said, you think this is okay to say? She said, well, if you say it like you wrote it, I think it's okay. I'm going to talk about a topic that's relevant to us. We see it every day. It's called COVID-19. What I'm about to say, I feel like is incredibly balanced. So don't jump to conclusions till I'm done. COVID-19 is real. Did you hear me? It's real. It is, it's killing people. Killing people. But for the last almost two years, Americans have developed all these spears and have become almost obsessed with them. Mask, social distancing, 14-day quarantines, vaccinations, booster shots, shutting down businesses, spears. I'm not saying those things are bad necessarily, but I feel like people are idolizing these things. To the point where they've stopped having any level of faith in God who's ultimately in charge of this thing. Please hear me closely. Wear a mask if you want. Get a shot if you want. Social distance if you want. I mean that. Do whatever you feel is best for you to stay healthy in flu season. But don't make those spears your savior. They'll sorely disappoint you. And you'll obsess about them to the point where you you start getting really weird about things. And you don't really resemble a follower of Christ who has faith in the one you're following. I debated whether to talk about that because I don't want to come across as, as I'm making some type of political statement from the pulpit. That's not my style of preaching. But COVID-19 has been in our face long enough where it's a relevant topic of application. And we're living with it. And how you're living with it, does it reflect the the fact that you have more faith in a spear or more faith in your Savior? Amen. 
Be wise. Be wise. But don't lean on a spear more than you lean on, on a holy God. Do what God tells you to do. Do what is best for you. But at the end of the day, you better not let that overcome how much you trust God. Solomon says this, the horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. This verse doesn't imply that horses shouldn't be prepared for the day of battle. Are you hearing me? That's why when it comes to sensitive things like COVID-19, who cares? Like if somebody wears a mask, you don't think they should. They could, if that's a horse to them, let them ride it. I'm serious about that. Like it shouldn't just, it shouldn't even be like an argument. It's silly. Vaccination, no vaccination. I don't care. You talk to your doctor. I'm not a doctor. Don't talk to me. Talk to a doctor. And then if, if you think it's a conscience thing, then talk to God. But, but the horse doesn't need to stay in the barn. All right. It, it doesn't need to stay in the barn. Like, and then you go to war without it. In fact, it's quite foolish to go to battle without a horse. In our case today, it's quite foolish to go to war without a gun. You're wise to recognize that while the horse is helpful and the gun is powerful, they're not God. Ultimate safety doesn't come from a horse. It comes from the Lord. Your safety in every area of your life doesn't come in a spear. It comes in a savior. David Zimmerman, he's a pastor friend in Arizona. He said this, and I believe it gets to the heart of this text. If you only walk away with one statement, this gets to the heart of it. Here it is. Your safety in every area of your life. That's the wrong one. Sorry, no one <laughs> has any more security in life than that which the Lord provides. That's what I wanted to say. You had it right, Bryce. Did you get that? I messed it up, but did you get it? No one has any more security in life than that which the Lord provides. That's, I think that's what he wanted the original readers of this to get. King Saul had a spear right beside his head. 3,000 soldiers surrounding him. Yet God enabled David to sneak past all of them, grab Saul's spear. And when he got out of Saul's camp, he raised that spear to the air. And he said to King Saul, behold your spear. So as to make this point clear to all of us tonight, my savior is better than your spear. Saul had a spear that failed him. David had a God that kept him. And the same is true for you and for me. Our ultimate security is found in our Savior. How many have ever seen the movie, A Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah, I only last about five minutes and I'm, I'm done with that one. A Charlie Brown Christmas has been shown every year for the past 50 years. This will be the 51st Christmas that it shows. There's a specific scene when, when Linus explains what Christmas is all about. Charlie Brown's so frustrated, right? He, he got this tree and it looks pathetic. And he's like, is there even a point in Christmas? What's the point in Christmas? And Linus is like, I know the point to Christmas. So he steps center stage and he's holding this blue blanket in his hand. His security blanket. He says, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. So he holds the blanket tightly and he begins to recite from Luke chapter two. It's a Christmas story. I won't read it all, but, but in that story is a verse that reads this. And he's reading it in the movie. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, fear not. When Linus said, fear not, I don't know if you caught this. He dropped the blanket. The blanket that was his security blanket. The blanket that calmed him when he was nervous. When he quoted the angel saying, fear not to the shepherds, he instantly dropped the blanket. Now he'll take up the blanket again. But if you watch the movie, you pay close attention. That same blanket eventually ends up at the foot of the tree. Wrapped around the base. It's as though Charles Schultz, the writer of the script, a Christian man, meant to say to us who are watching the movie, because Jesus came, you can have peace from all your fears. See, the good news for all of us, if you're saved tonight, is that you have a Savior named Jesus. And your life is never more secure than when you are wrapped up in his hands. There's so much we could fear these days with our health and getting sick. Our finances and the sure to be recession in our future. Our marriage and all the temptations these days. Our children and their safety and purity. Our country and the current events surrounding us. So much to fear. And we'd all be tempted to grab our spears. To hold tightly to our security blankets. Our horses. Put all our trust in what we can do to keep ourselves safe from all the vulnerable areas in our life. In our marriage. And and, and we're going to obsess over this and obsess over that in our health. and, And so on and so forth. But this text is screaming at us tonight. That our spears only take us so far. And ultimately our trust has to be in our Savior. Why? Because no one has any more security in life than that which the Lord provides. The Lord is better than a soldier's horse. He's better than a king's spear. He's better than a child's blanket. He's better than your workout plan. And he's even better than your doctor. And he's better than your financial investment. And he's better than your good paying job. And he's better than your best day of parenting. Our Lord is the greatest source of security that anyone could have. And frankly, he's the only one worthy of all our trust anyway. So hold your spirit. Hold your spirit tonight. Whatever it is, do what you can to keep yourself secure. But don't trust in your spirit. Trust in your Savior. Because there's too many areas of vulnerability in your life. And God's the only one that can be trusted with the, the security of them all. You agree with the Bible tonight? Are you trusting in a spear? You're trusting in a savior. Yeah. Stand to your feet, every head bowed.